So did you know that you can actually buy real estate with credit cards? Well, I didn't either until today's guest, Brandon Elliott, had me on his podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he told me that he hasn't only been doing this, but he's been paying 0% interest and has so far bought $8 million of real estate, all with credit cards. And in this episode, he'll walk you through his process and what types of strategies this works for. This is the Passive Real Estate Strategies Podcast, where we educate career-driven individuals who have tapped out their earning potential, learn about passive real estate investing so you can continue building your wealth without compromising your time or taking on more responsibilities. I'm your host and managing partner at Realm Investors, a multifamily syndication group who has helped multiply millions of dollars for our passive investors. Thanks for tuning in and let's get on with the show. Hey investors, welcome to another episode of Passive Real Estate Strategies. Today, I am sitting down with Brandon Elliott. Now, Brandon is a real estate investor, podcast host, super savvy guy, good friend of mine, and he has such a robust story of trials and accomplishments and successes and errors. You know, I really typically give a lot of intros for my guests, but he's got so much going on. I'm actually going to give him a chance to tell his story a little bit. So Brandon, and we're excited to have you on the show today. What's up, Justin? Appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I was on your show. Uh, we just recorded last week. And so yeah. it was such a, I think it went so well. We were like, hey, man, how do we do this more? Do it. Yeah. A lot more stuff together. So yeah, Brandon, I mean, tell us you know, a little bit about you, you know, where you I'm from and, and how you mm-hmm. got where you are today. Yeah. So um, I'm originally from New Jersey, but I live here in San Diego, California. And um, I grew up, you know, American poor, I always say. Uh, very blessed in America by all means. We're the greatest country in the world. However, you know, grew up on Section 8, food stamps, help from local churches and, and schools, and then also um, Social Security. My mom couldn't work. And so she got roughly about a thousand dollars a month. That's what we were living on for uh, me and my two sisters. So uh, I met my father when I was 18 in court so he could stop paying child support. And I was trying to, you know, I saw I saw the pain in my mom's eyes at a young age when I was like begging and asking for uh, certain things like, you know, friends in the neighborhood had dirt bikes or quads. And I was like, I really want that or a new bike or something. Yeah. I had. So I, I saw the pain in her eyes like she couldn't get that for me. So at a very young age, I realized I had to kind of grow up. I I had to, if I wanted something, I had to go for it. So I was trying to get my first job at nine years old. I finally got one outside of the neighborhood um, at 12 years old. And, and long story short, I, you know, over the years, I kind of, I, I, I got introduced to marijuana. I kind of, it was like the first time I, I, I don't know how to say it. It's like I I gravitated towards it for the good times, the bad times. It was like I stopped thinking and just relaxed. And I used it for the the bad times, the good times and everything in between. And so I got addicted to it. Too much of anything I think could be not good. And uh, it took me down a bad path. I, I ended up just not having that male influence, that male guidance and doing things on my own. I um I had to be that person in my circle that was uh, selling it to my friends or whatever to yeah. pass me for free. It uh-huh. and it grew from there, and I had an explosion in my apartment out here in San Diego. 
I was trying to make hash oil like a moron. So <laughs> I had a, a big explosion. I was on fire. I burnt 40% of my body. I was induced into a coma for a week. I went through three surgeries. I had to learn how to walk again. And then of course, court was, you know, the law of, yeah. uh, cause I had one foot in one foot out that was pending on me. And, you know, so just years later, it was, that was exactly what I needed to get off that track. And I got house arrest and uh, a bunch of second chances, uh, a mentor at the time helped guide me. So that was, that's kind of, uh, that's the backdrop. And, and where I'm at today is I fell in love with real estate. You know, real estate has totally changed my life. Credit was the catalyst to be able to fund and grow and, and scale and to be more confident because I, I learned how to be able to get up to $500,000, a big stack of this every six months at 0% interest. And so we do travel hacking, fixing personal credit, business credit, personal credit, get to the 800 club in 30 days or less. But but yeah, we, we have 8.5 million in real estate assets now, 30,000 a month in passive income. And it really just comes down to, well, credit accounts elite. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, I, I think that, you know, really got driven to rock bottom, right? Almost as a, as a good thing. Like, hey, I just really need to get driven in the, the wrong direction to, to bounce me back up. And, you know, so glad yeah. that you made that bounce. So how did you, you know, realize that real estate was a good path for you? Because a lot of people, especially if they grow up, you know, on the lower end of the financial capability spectrum, real estate's always like, that's for rich people. Well, rich people, real estate, rich, you know, we're, we're not going to be in there. You know, how did you kind of realize that you could get in the real estate game? Because I mean, that's just such a misconception a lot of people has is, is they're growing up financial abilities kind of limits them, but you just kind of smash right through those. You know, what's so funny. It's like when you're broke and you just don't know any better. Like I didn't even know as real estate as an option. Like I, I always just assumed like everybody rented. I, I had no idea, you know? I graduated high school in, in 2008, like right during the crash and recession and everything. And I didn't feel it whatsoever. I had no idea because I just, you know, you don't know what you crash. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there was nothing to crash. We were at yeah. rock bottom, right? <laughs> so, you know, I didn't even notice around uh, in, in my circle um, because I wasn't hanging out with rich people either. But long story short, you know, it really just comes down to... I was doing door-to-door sales because I I was I like developed myself into a drug dealer over time. I became yeah. good at sales and then uh, sell some everybody wanted at the time, right? In that circle of friends. But I I started in out here in San Diego. I started doing door-to-door sales for Kirby vacuum cleaner. It was a thirty-five hundred dollar vacuum that I was selling in person that day. You know, knocking on their door, and I knocked on one guy's door, and he was. Uh, a real estate investor had an awesome company and he he invited me to come check it out. I got really, really inspired uh, because I saw what was going on and I saw the money like coming in, but the impact they were making too. So I just started falling in love with it. Wow. And so, I mean, talk about being exactly where you're supposed to be at the time of your life, wherever that is right now. You know, I'm a big believer in wherever you're at, whether you feel behind or ahead, or if you feel like you're on the wrong track. Like you're right where you're supposed to be for this moment in your life, for the rest of your life to play out the way it's going to. So, man, that that's an incredible journey. So, tell us, you know, you have, and we are going to come back to your thirty thousand month passive passive on eight million assets, which is just a phenomenal percentage of return on that. You know, you you always talk about a lot of credit cards, and so yeah. you buy real estate with credit cards. Do you have lines of credit? Like, tell us exactly. You know, for somebody who wants to invest in real estate and 
credit cards aren't even really part of that thought process. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So how I started going down this journey was I was mistakenly doing things with credit and I didn't even know. And then I saw as I started building out my real estate portfolio, I'm, I'm a big firm believer that when there's a will, there's a way, right? So if you are dedicated enough towards that one thing, you're going to make it happen, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, whatever. And luckily, this was just something I was addicted to that was good, that was going to benefit me. But over the years, I started seeing people like raise their hand, like, how the heck are you doing it? Like, I want to jump into real estate too. But they kept on putting it on the back burner saying, well, I need to make money over here first. And once I make money over here doing this thing, then I will jump into real estate. And for me, that just wasn't the case. Like if I had to wait on something else, it just wouldn't have got gotten done. Like, so I utilize credit and I wanted to show other people the power behind credit too, that they didn't need to put it on the back burner anymore. And I was also looking at their, their game plan and I was like, well, if plan A doesn't work, and you're waiting to go to the next level, what if it doesn't work? You'll never get into real estate. And yeah. real estate like totally changed my life. So long story short, we just started helping and showing people the ropes. And and if you really think about it, it, it makes sense. But we're trying to flip the script on the banks because think of it like this. We give the banks all of our money. You know, They give us point nothing percent back, right? They're not giving us like a hard money lender, private money lender here. Like they're giving us 0.01% back, right? Uh, Pennies on the dollar, if that. And then they know how to put it to work. So we're giving them basically 0% interest loans and then they take out 90% of it and they're constantly flipping it nine times. They're making on average 500% to 3000%. They're lending it back out to us the consumers yeah. for personal loans, auto loans, business loans, credit cards, you know, student loans, houses, everything, right? So uh, we just started realizing like, okay, well, the banks are in the business to actually lend money out to us. There's 9,500 nationwide. We have a whole list of each one in each state, which one's giving out the most money. And we started figuring out how to be able to fit within their box of lending and how to be able to get all this funding from them. So now they give us the 0% interest credit card stacks like this. If you know how to put it in the right order, you can get stacks like this. And then afterwards, you know, you're getting up to $500,000 at 0% interest for the next 18 to 22 months that you can put to work just like they do. And so how, are you talking about a, a credit card? Like when, like, so you hold a physical cards. Um, is that how you're buying real estate now? Is that how you rehab real estate? Like, you know, Help me understand where that works. You can't go to a title company with a credit card, right? Say, okay, here's my my down payment. Just charge it and I'll pay it whenever. So how does that fit in? Yeah, it's a great question. So we can get credit cards, you know, any financial instrument that the banks have. So any anything, all the above, uh, personal lines of credit, business lines of credit, auto loans, everything. But yes, credit cards, uh, believe it or not, there's ways that you can liquidate these into cold hard cash and have it wired or transferred into your bank account that you can use for escrow that you can wire in. So it's not just like you mentioned, you can't go to escrow with a credit card and say, hey, putting it down on five, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like you're filling up a, a you know, your, your gas. Yeah. It's not like that. However, there are ways that you can get a ton of funding on these cards and be able to liquidate it into cash and then be able to leverage it or grow your business. Also, when it comes down to contractors, like real estate investors, we all are guilty of getting screwed over by contractors in one form or another sometimes, right? Well, if you pay with credit cards, 
now it's like your insurance plan hmm. because they'll never be able to screw you over. If you have a detailed scope of work before and after pictures, then all you need to do instead of if they run off with your money or want a bunch up front where it's illegal and everything else or whatever it may be, you don't need to chase them down. You don't need to go to court. You simply make a phone call to the credit card company and, and you open a dispute that they get the chance to rebuttal it as well. But if they're in the wrong, they'll mm. know and, and they'll make it right. Hey, investor, really quickly, I hope you're enjoying the show. If you have topics you want me to cover, questions you want me to answer, or guests who you think would make for a great and educational episode, email me with my email in the show notes. Let's get back to the show. So people, let's say somebody is interested in using this strategy and they, they just want to buy a home. Let's say it's a fix and flip or a long-term rental or whatever the case is. They're saying, okay, you know, I want to use a credit card. What does that process, you, you kind of alluded to, you have a big list of banks. Is it is it just certain banks have maybe certain promotions that you're taking advantage of at certain times? Or how does that work exactly where you're sorting through this list and you're saying, okay, I need you know $200,000 of cash to buy this property. How do I start that process and what does that process look like? Yeah. So first you always just want to realize that banks are your friends, believe it or not. Everybody is very like, oh, I hate these banks. They all hate us. But they're tired of getting denied because they don't know how to play the game. You know, think of it like real life Monopoly here. If you don't know, so many people are playing with their finances, real life Monopoly, but they don't know the the rules to the game. So therefore, they're missing out on, you know, when they hit Park Place, they're not collecting the cash in the middle. Or once they go around, you know, uh, the board and they, they pass go, they're not collecting their 200 bucks. They just don't know. So once you realize that the banks do want to lend to you, that's their business. That's how they make money when they lend out to us. So at the end of the day, you really just need to know how to be able to fit within uh, their box of lending. And and then also it's important to kind of backtrack. Like what does the end goal look like for you? Or like I recommend everybody to have one or two insurance credit cards, uh, one or two you know travel credit cards, uh, maybe a couple cash reward credit cards. But then also like if you are looking to grow, scale a business or really want something that you can jump into real estate and start kind of doubling up, then yeah, you would want 0% interest credit cards and you would want it on business side so that it doesn't show up underneath your personal messing up your score because now you're going to have a higher utilization balance on your business credit for the next, you know, all the 0% interest offers range anywhere from six months to 22 months. Yeah. Now, a majority of them are going to be 15 months, 18 months, or 20 months. But, you know, think about your end goal. This isn't going to be for a 30-year fix. Yeah. This is going to be for like a burst strategy. That's what I do all the time. The burst strategy or fix and flip or something that you can be in and out mm -hmm. within a short period of time. I just did a private money or a hard money loan the other day. I'm going to make 20% in the next 90 days. And it's like, I will lend on those opportunities when the moment's right at any given time. Yeah. And so what you're doing is you're essentially doing your research on these banks saying, okay, I'm going to be the perfect borrower for this bank because they're going to give you the better terms. They're going to give you the 0% interest. They're going to give you the longer interest or uh, no interest periods because really that's what banks are doing. They're pricing you like a product. And how, whatever your risk profile is, that's why your terms are different than the guy or girl next door. Maybe they've had defaults or they've had bankruptcies or they have some type of premium product price to them because the banks are seeing them as riskier. So you're going to make yourself this perfect customer to lend to. 
and they're going to give you some great offer. Hey, we're going to give you 0% interest over, let's just say two years. And now you're taking that cash say, hey, I can borrow this property and have the money out before that two-year period, pay it down. Now I've, I've essentially washed it. I, I took out this loan, but I paid it off and now I have this property. And that's essentially yeah. how you're running this play. Yeah. I mean, you're totally just flipping the script on the banks. You're learning exactly what the rich are doing, the mega rich, the the wealthy, the billionaires, as well as the, the banks. This is exactly how they compound their success. Yeah. We're doing exactly the same thing. We're just flipping the script on them. Yeah. And just like you mentioned, they the banks are they want to lend to you. That is their goal. However, they they need to be able to have a low risk individual that they're lending to because they're not trying to get beat on their money. They they need yeah. tax write-offs, right? And they will for everybody that screws them over. However, they're in the game of making money. So they want low risk investments just like we do. So once you identify exactly and know how they are judging us and how all the, there's literally 25 different metrics of how they're judging us. So once you know that, then you can start improving those, Mm -hmm. placing yourself in the, in the right kind of situation so that when they, when you do apply, you're going to get a 90% approval odds because you know exactly what to say, how to position yourself and how to be able to fit within a low, you know, within their box of lending. Yeah. And so can you do these with all types of investment strategies? Can you do these with a fund or REIT or syndications, or do you have to own the property outright yourself? Okay. So no, you do not. You can use it for any of these other funds. Uh, We have several people doing exactly that. We had in Credit Council Elite, we have certain people that are getting a bunch of funding and then they lend it out on like private money loan to other individuals and or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's secured by real estate, but they don't technically own it. I mean, they're doing private money or hard money loans. You just want to keep in mind that, you know, your 0% offer is, you know, max is going to be around 22 months. Yeah. So the good news is you can do a mass apply is what we call it. And, And what that is, is basically just getting anywhere from 10 to 40 plus credit cards in a 30 day timeframe and getting that 90% approval odds. So once like you can do that every six months and get up to $500,000. So, I mean, when that time frame comes around, you can just do it again and you'll have so much more credit within a, a 22 month period. Yeah. And so your goal is to just make up that amount that you, you know, borrowed or liquidated within that, let's say 22 month period. And you're you're really making that spread. So, wow, that's interesting. And is that how you've acquired your eight million dollars of assets right now? Is that a pretty similar strategy? And so, yeah, I mean, I started just buying real estate uh, out of state over in Ohio, and then um, I always do the birth strategy. So I have little to no money in any of my deals. They all cash flow great. But we started moving our way out here to San Diego and doing it, and you know, it adds up more. Yeah. Interesting. And so a lot of burst strategies, because at, at you know, 30K monthly cash flow with 8 million assets, I mean, what types of, these are all single family homes? No, no. Uh, residential, multifamily. Uh, we do have a couple single family houses. Not a fan. I don't recommend that to many people. Uh, if you have a vacancy, I'd rather have a vacancy, you know, one on a triplex or a fourplex versus um, on a single family house every day of the week. Yeah. But out here in San Diego, we do a lot of short-term rentals because because the properties are in the millions. We have to really. The mortgage is so high 
even if we have no money into it, the mortgage is high. So we need to, I'm not looking to just break even by renting it out long-term. Yeah. So I'd rather do short-term rentals and make, you know, a lot more. Okay. And how much of your, your portfolio now is short-term rentals? About half, a little bit more, a little bit less? It's, it's about half. Yeah. Okay. It's half a little less than half. Okay. So a little bit less than half and then the rest are there long-term 12-month leases. Do you do any midterm stuff or anything like that? No, where my long-term properties are, are over in Ohio. It's a very popular university, like Catholic university. So there are certain, like we get a lot of people from uh, starting their their lease agreements in August, but we try to overlap in certain cases because we have people coming in right after Christmas as well, starting um, for school. Yeah. So you, you mix the long-term and the short, which is a strategy that I really love. You know, for a lot of us, we, we try to bolster our portfolio right now with short-term rentals through the fund that we're raising for, um, to balance out those long-term rentals. Sure. Really having that balanced portfolio there. So, well, I mean, Brand, I think this was a really, really insightful episode. I love guests that can teach us like a totally brand new, you know, off the wall, maybe not off the wall, but just not out of the box strategy of yeah. you know what kind of creative things you could do out there if you are really really putting your mind to certain things. So you know if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about this, uh, how can they get a hold of you and who should reach out? Yeah, they can definitely reach out uh, on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you want to, obviously, you guys should definitely tune in and uh, listen to the podcast episode that I had you on. But we yeah. give a lot of credit knowledge on there as well, and that's Ready Set Go real estate investing podcast, a new episode every Monday. But if you really want to learn uh, the techniques that we're teaching like right here with with Credit Council Elite and how to be able to get up to $500,000 every six months at 0% interest, then check out creditcounselelite.com. It's www.creditcounselelite.com. Awesome. So listeners, we're going to put all those resources in the show notes. Of course, if you're there, if you haven't already, make sure you download our free book, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies. Brandon, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate you, Justin. Thanks. Well, that's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're looking to learn more about passive real estate investments, make sure you head to our show notes and download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies, where we reveal the ins and outs of the truly passive ways to invest in real estate. We'll see you on the next episode.